Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Lake Show. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Happy to have you along for the ride. Full show tonight. Tomorrow, abbreviated show. We got Timberwolves basketball tomorrow night. Then Thursday, I have off. I got a bunch of vacation days I have to start burning. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to let you guys know right now. It starts on Thursday. I'm back with you guys on Friday evening leading up to uh, Timberwolves action. And then next week I got at least three days off. I know that Dave Schwartz is going to be in for me next Tuesday. But uh, I'm happy to be with you guys here this evening. And for the first 30 minutes of the show, I want to dive into Twins baseball. Because right now, we're starting to see the action. We talk about the hot stove. It's starting to get hot. What Jacob deGrom goes to Texas. Justin Verlander replaces him in New York. We're seeing people signing and going from one place to the next. So here in Minnesota, how do we view what should happen with the Minnesota Twins? And I have thoughts, and I know that you do. As well, 651-461-9226. But there's a few things that I think about when I think about the Twins here during the, the hot stove and the free agency that happens in Major League Baseball. And the first is something that we saw being put out there. Friend of the show, Dan Hayes from The Athletic, about Louisa Rice and the possibility of him being on the trade block. And I got to be honest, man, that caught me off guard yesterday. I didn't see it initially. Chris mentioned it to me. And then I saw the tweet in the info from Dan with regards to trading a ride to try to get some pitching. I don't think that there's any Twins fan out there that's against improving the pitching staff, okay? Nobody. We all know that we have um, to upgrade our pitching staff. Do I think that the guys that were injured last year, if they could be healthy this coming year, will be better off? Yes. But do we need to add to the mix? No question. No question. But trading Luis Rise to achieve that? Man, I don't want to do that. I don't, and I know in the world of sports, you got to give up something to get something. Typically, sometimes you'll fleece people or you'll get fleeced. I don't want to give up on Luis Rice. It isn't just the numbers and that he's one hell of a baseball player. It's the fact that I love his attitude. 
I love what he brings to this organization. I love the way he plays for the fans. I love the fact that he's a team guy and he's willing to do everything. So I'm all for getting pitching and acquiring talent in that area. I'm not on board with trading away Luis Arise. If you have an opinion on that, though, I'll take it, 651-461-9226. But the other thing that I want to hear from you guys about is where do we stand on Carlos Correa? Because I have said, going back to last year, I want to see him back. The one thing that I noted, and I said it this morning on with Vanita Sakar in the morning news, don't expect a hometown discount. Because first off, Carlos Correa, you can't view him as a hometown guy. He was with us last year, okay? A one-year guy, not a guy that came up through your system. You don't identify that guy as a guy that's going to give you a hometown discount. Carlos Correa wants to go somewhere and be a part of a winning situation for not just next season but for years to come, and he wants to get paid. And I don't blame him. The guy's got a ring. He probably wants many more. And he wants to be highly compensated for his services, which he should. What does the dollar amount look like for Carlos Correa? I don't know what the number's going to be, but it's going to be pretty significant. And so then the question becomes, if you are the Polads, What are you willing to do in terms of the number, right? What are you willing to do in terms of the number? And I know that people out there will say, Royce Lewis, we want him to see him get an opportunity, right? Why don't we just slide? Well, Royce is not going to be ready to go right away because he's had the second torn ACL. So that has to be factored into the equation. I think it'd be a lot easier If Royce Lewis didn't get injured last year, I don't even think this will really be that much of a conversation. I think that you slide Royce Lewis in there and you're ready to rock and roll. That's not the case. There's uncertainty with Royce. And I'm not saying that Royce Lewis is never going to pan out and he's going to stay injured forever. That's not my point. My point is, it's a question mark right there. There is no question mark with Carlos Correa. But I think that the onus now is on the Polads. And how does this play out? Scott Bors, the power agent, the man in Major League Baseball. He was on MLB Network Radio earlier today. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Like I've said this about the not getting a hometown discount. Listen to Scott Boris talking about Correa with regards to the Twins, and there's some some things that he cites here in this soundbite because he does give a glimmer of hope for Twins fans. He talks about the prospects that we have. we got some damn good prospects, but also he states a fact that the Polads got some dough and they need to spend it. Well, I, for me, I don't go by mid-market. I go by owners, and their owners in the top ten of wealth. And so yep. we have a yep. category. They have capacity. The other thing is that 
you know, Minnesota is the land of 10,000 lakes. Well, right now they're fishing in the ocean. So the reality Stop. of it is, Stop. is that. Stop! Yes! And so, Stop! So, Love it! So, you know, I haven't told Farron about his new show, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Fahrenheit 1000. There it is. You, you got the latest thing. I'm burning up over here, Scott. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love so, it. Uh, but the, the idea that, that these teams get there, but remember, part of Minnesota's interest and need is that they have close to eight prospects that on many teams would be their number one prospect. Right. Austin Martin, Royce Lewis, you know, and they've got Jeffers, they have Miranda, they they, they have, you know, Alex Kirloff. They have this abundance of, you know, top 10, top 15 draft pick talent right. in there. They just added Brooks Lee. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're talking about a club that really is in a position talent-wise that few, maybe Baltimore, a few other clubs that are in that position to have that kind of, of youth and, and elite uh, young players. So having a veteran like that to grow them is, in addition to what Carlos does on the field, uh, he provides that, that leadership yeah. off. You got to pay up, and that's what it sounds like from Scott Bores. The good news is, according to Scott Bores, the Twins are stacked with some minor league prospects and talent. That's good to hear. I love hearing that. But it won't mean a thing unless you develop them and you keep and sign some other veteran guys that will continue to keep you next level. 651-461-9226. We'll take our first break. Dan and Clear Lake, I see you holding. I'll take your phone call first. And anybody else that wants to weigh in on Twins baseball, we'll do that next year on The Lake Show. As a Twins fan, I want to see us add to the talent pool. I don't want us to trade Luis Arise, though. And I want to re-sign Carlos Correa. 651-461-9226. We're talking Twins baseball right now. And actually, tomorrow, leading into Cal Soderquist and Timberwolves pregame, we have the first edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show. At 6 o'clock, I have Timberwolves tonight after that. All right, let's take a phone call, and I appreciate him for holding. Let's go to Dan in Clear Lake. What's up, Dan? Hey, Henry. Say, driving into town to get some groceries, listening to you on the radio, and I totally agree with you. So we all know that the Twins need pitching. Yes. Absolutely. And the old saying, uh, pitching won't win it for you, but you can't win without pitching, is goes both in softball, baseball. But here's the thing. As far as I'm concerned, and, and know that I'm just a casual baseball fan. I'm not in-depth and in high speed. But as far as I'm concerned, if they trade Luis Arise, they're going to lose one of the fans because I enjoyed listening and monitoring what he did this last season. And from my perspective, if we're looking for pitching, you're better off trading Buxton because, as Bud Grant said, dependability and reliability and availability go further than any talent. And even though Buxton is a good talent, He's not available. I'd rather have Larissa Rice on the on the on the roster. And as far as Carlos Correa is, I'm not enthused. I'm not impressed. I think we grow him from home, get a little bit of loyalty within the organization, let him take his walking papers, and we we'll go from there. All Just right. some input from a casual observer. That is a great phone call. Thanks for the phone call, Dan. Happy holidays to you, sir. Now, now that's that is getting in and getting out. Oh, wow. I like that. Hold on, hold on. That was, Dan from Clear Lake just dropped the mic. I like that. You know what they say? Rack him. Rack him. Rack him. Rack him. I like that. <laughs> that would know he was – He look, he couldn't have made it any more clear where he stood in terms of the situation. There's three things that he said. 
And I do agree with them. If they did move Luis Arise, there would be fans that would be pretty upset. Well, Luis Arise, right now, we talk about the likability of athletes and you know why you know we're enthused with the Vikings. Because, oh, Karen and, and Northeast will be living. Uh, I mean, you know, why do we why do we watch the Wolves? Anthony Edwards is a great player, but he's also got that likability factor. Luis Arise right now is. You know, He's the he's the likable leader of this team. He's the one that you look at and you're like, he always looks like he's in a good mood. And that's somebody that fans, if he looks like he's having a good time, then fans, I, I feel, are more apt to, they're attracted to somebody with that positive energy. Yeah, I just, when I look at this, I agree with Dan. that there. Now, I'm not saying that every Twins fan is going to jump off the bandwagon and everybody be, but I think there will be a lot of fans that will be super-duper frustrated. Mm-hmm. Secondly, because I love that he – I mean, he just – he said, man, I'm, I'm not going to hold back. <laughs> he said he would rather they move Buxton than Luis because of Buxton's injuries. Now, that's a strong statement, and I'm not in favor of moving any of these guys. But I got to say that Dan did make a case. And he made a strong case because if you're not available, if you can't stay healthy, it's problematic for the team that has signed you. It, it is, but at the same time, the con- one, one of the reasons why you got the deal on Byron, uh, Byron Buxton last year, seven years, 100 mil, was because of the injury issues. I, I agree. That's one of the reasons you got a team-friendly deal. I agree. But to Dan's point, Dan is like, it doesn't matter – if you pay $10 for the Maserati. If the Maserati mm-hmm. don't drive, mm-hmm. then what good is it having the Maserati? But there are times when that Maserati is working, man, and you're up and down the strip, and you got the sexy girls looking at you, and you can roll down the windows, and you're like, hey, ladies, what's up? Hey, but we, hey, You but, can't do that. You but, can't but, do but, that in but a Hyundai. When I, but when I want to go to Cove out in YZ, or if I want to go to the ESPYs, and, it, and if it don't, if it ain't working for me that day, then what good is it? I, I get. That. I, I'm just. We're just having fun. Yeah, here. yeah, we, we are. We are. Because Dan, that was a great phone call. And mm-hmm. then what was the final point? The final. Oh, he was like, he wants to go with some homegrown guys. Yeah. I guess ideally this, that's great. But right I, now ideally, you have that hole. Ideally that's great with Dan. And, but Royce Lewis is not 100 percent healthy. But, yeah. but to Dan's point, though, he's like, Carlos Correa, he said he wasn't impressed. I, look, we know what mm-hmm. Carlos Correa is. He's a, great, he's a great player. I thought that the first half of the season, he played okay. Second half of the season, he stepped it up big but, time. He looked like Carlos Correa, the, yeah. the, the one that we all were accustomed to and used to. But this is the deal. This is the deal. When you look at Carlos Correa, and if you're not going to sign him, this cannot be a situation where if you don't spend the money on Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. that you don't spend any money, period. Spend the money somewhere else. Yeah, it, you have to. And, and for Carlos Correa, you know, when you go out and you make that splash and you're paying 30-plus million, I think you're expecting more than a you know, 275 average and you know, 15, 60. You're expecting more out of the gate, right? You were expecting more at the beginning of the year when it comes to Carlos Correa. He didn't have that all-star MVP caliber season. And in that respect, I can understand where fans feel like maybe they were let down a little bit. Uh, you know, as it relates to Scott Boris, you're not going to get a hometown discount, and you shouldn't because, yep. number one, he's not a hometown guy. And I give him credit. I give Scott Boris credit because he knows everything about every organization. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. I see other people want to weigh in on this topic. We'll absolutely take your phone calls. 
after we take a look at weather. That next year on The Lake Show. Talking Twins baseball. Continue to take your phone calls and your text messages on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. We'll get to the text messages here in just a second. But uh, we got a call that we need to get to here from Scott in St. Louis Park. He wants to weigh in on the hot stove time of year for Twins baseball. What's up, Scott? Yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate that. I'm an avid listener. Hey, man, I'm a diehard Twins fan. I, I love the, the winter uh, speculations, you know. Uh, but I'm just putting my GM hat on here, you know. And I'm thinking uh, if I'm the GM, I let the uh, Carlos Correa slide. I take the $35 million that he was making last year, you know, and I go sign another catcher and I or I throw that – Thirty-five million he was making last year, and I throw it at Carlos Rodon, who, in my opinion, is the best left-handed starting pitcher uh, free agent that's out there. And I spread that money around a little bit. I'm just saying, you know, it's kind of fun to put your uh, GM hat on. Yep. And uh, I'm not saying Carlos Correa is a ba- uh, bad player. He's an all-star, uh, World Series. He's been on World Series teams and all that, but. Uh, you know, I want to point something out. You know, they have Royce Lewis coming up through the minor leagues and Austin Martin. And uh, do we really want to put $35 million in a guy for for a multi-year contract when you've got these good prospects coming up? I'm just saying I'd like to take your – listen to your take here yep. and see what you got to say here. And, and thanks for the phone call, Scott. Man, happy holidays to you and yours. And he makes a fair point, and that is something that was said in the soundbite earlier with Scott Boris on mm-hmm. MLB Network. He noted – he noted that the Twins got prospects. They, they've got guys. The, the Twins have, and that's that's good to hear, right? Like, if there's anybody that's going to have perspective and insight mm-hmm. on good prospects in Major League Baseball, I think an agent that keeps it real, like Scott Boris, that's good to know. Oh, Scott Boris knows exactly what's going on with every Absolutely. team's farm system, every ownership group. Like Scott, There's a reason why Scott Boris is the premier baseball agent, and it's not even close. But I think that the reason why he put that out there is because he's not only is he acknowledging that the Twins have top prospects, mm-hmm. but he's also acknowledging in that soundbite earlier, he's like, hey, they got money, though. Like, we can sit here and we can talk about because he says, I don't look at it as mid, uh, mid-major markets, mm-hmm. right? He says – I'm looking at that family, and I'm looking at how much money they're worth and how much money they have. He's like, that's a top 10 ownership group. Yeah, There's and, a reason why he said that, because right. he wants this guy to get paid, but he also acknowledges that the team has talent. Yes, a- absolutely. And that's one thing with Scott Boris that you know we keep hearing is that, yeah, it's not about the market. It is about the ownership situation. And for the Twins, you do have – all of this money available. Uh, I do think that you should reallocate those funds if indeed you don't. But, I mean, Trey Turner just signed an 11-year, $300 million contract with the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't know if that's going to set the market. I, I don't know if, you know, that's what, you know, Xander Bogarts is going to be looking at. I don't know. Let me say this. Yes. If that's what it takes to get Carlos Correa to stay in Minnesota, mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Okay. I I don't want I'm not I don't want to sign any player for 11 years. Yeah. And, and I'm, I and, I don't and, and look, I don't, and, I don't and, know what the opt outs and, and, and we are, and but. we know that there's opt outs and all yeah. of that stuff whatever but like that that just 
That does nothing for me. Right, but, but at the same time, like I, I don't know what the yearly breakdown is because if, if yes. you're going to do something like that, we've seen these contracts where you know Miguel Cabrera, uh, Albert Pujols, at the back end of it, it's just something that is an albatross to a franchise. If you front load it, that might be a, a possibility. But I will say one thing along with those prospects, I think – what also plays in the Twins' favor to play devil's advocate is that those prospects also equal a bright future, which means they can be competitive. So I think while it, you know you look at it and you're like, yeah, they have all of these guys that they could slide in, from a competitive standpoint, that also tells you that they don't have this, this competitive window that's going to shut anytime soon. And I think that that's so, – so I'm glad that you brought that up because in sports – when you've got guys, developmental guys or prospects or people in your pipeline, and I know it's different from one sport to the next, it's important that you continue to develop those individuals and you hold on to the ones that you truly do need. Your core. Because those will be the individuals that will round out the talented guys that you have in this moment. That's why I will always say that. And look, I love the Wolves. We gave away too many number one picks for Rudy Gobert. I'm fine with giving up, you know, some role player guys or starters from last year's team, and I'm mm-hmm. fine with giving up maybe a one for for Rudy or maybe even it. But giving up four and five, that just that, I said from the jump, I was like, "Oof, it's a bit much for." Yeah, me. you got you got to you, you got to make. If that we're work. doing if we're doing that, give me Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding, <laughs> right? Like so so at this particular point though, when you look at the Twins. They're in that situation where they've got studs, and those studs will be surrounded by other mm-hmm. prospects. Does it mean that you go ahead and you take a swing for Carlos Correa? Do you go ahead and say, Rodon, how, how, now how much money is he going to get on the open market, though? <sighs> That's, I mean, it, it, I think it all depends on, you know, I've heard Baltimore as well. Like, I hear Baltimore a lot when I hear the twins, because do you think he's a thirty million dollar a year pitcher? That's a little high for me. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I'd have to look and see what the other what the other pitchers on the market are, because if he's the number one name, guess what? He's going to be in more demand. Well, what did what did Verlander just get? Verlander got like did he get like forty million? <sighs> I Hit, think. Yeah, I think that two year deal yeah, that Verlander. I think, I think it was two years, eighty six. Yeah, but I mean, and not to. I'm not going to. I'm not. And of course, put, he's getting money based on what he's accomplished. Prior I, I was going to say. I mean, he's 39. Yeah. Coming off of you know, he's had a couple of major arm injuries, but Justin Verlander has a longer track record than Carlos Rodon. And, and I'm not Carlos Rodon. To me, is not a 30 million dollar a year pitcher. Not, not in my not, opinion. Not either. even. Not even close. Yeah. Verlander's getting 43 a year. Yeah. See, and and to me, Oof. but Oof. I think that was also a move though. When the, when the Mets lost Jacob Degrom, yeah, when Jacob Degrom went to Texas, and by the way, it's still t- a move though. It's still a move, but you they had that money allocated. It's like okay, well, Jacob Degrom's not going to take it. So guess what? We're going to give this money to Justin Verlander. It, if you're the Twins, I think you think like that. Here's another thing because I want to get back to Luisa Rice here in a minute. But when you're talking about uh, Carlos Correa, and if you're going to commit long term, and I feel like Scott brought this up as well. If you got Carlos Correa for, you know, several years, 
when you do have these youngsters that are coming up, when you've got Royce Lewis, what do you do with him? Because you're already set at shortstop. You've got Jose Miranda at third. You got, I mean, I mean, do you look at dealing Jorge Polanco? Is Royce Lewis move over to second? Like you've got to figure out where you're going to to move him. And it's Martin as well. Like you've you've got guys. You have to figure out. Do you change? Do you work on that changing of the position now in the minors, or do you try and figure it out at the major league? Because that's one of the reasons why you know Royce. It was a freakish, freakish accident. You know, injuring his ACL twice playing center field. But you got to get him on the field. The question is where if you've got if you've got your shortstop locked in. But this is the other part of the equation though that has to be factored in. Is that because because so many people will look at Twins baseball and there's so many questions with regards to Twins baseball because one of the questions that people are talking about outside of sign Korea, outside of um, uh, whether you're gonna tr- whether you want to trade or should trade Luis Arise, outside of what are the free agent pitching situations looking like for Twins baseball, the other thing is you just mentioned Polanco is is uh. Max Kepler, is he on the trading block? Like, there are certain guys that I think that this team would want to move, but can you move? Well, and, I don't and, I don't think that you can trade Max Kepler because I don't think he's movable. No, you would be selling low on Max Kepler pennies on the dollar. Just like right now, the, the Luis Arise, the fact that he doesn't have a position, to me is, is both a positive and a negative. The positive is that you've got a utility player potentially – that is the reigning American League MVP. Absolutely. And, and that's, you know, guys like that, Marwin Gonzalez, didn't work out that well when you tried to sign him coming off that World Series championship with Houston. But at the same time, if you're going to sell him, if you're going to, you know, trade him, if you're trading Luis Arise, you're like, we're going to trade you what position? Like, where is somebody going to slot him? I, I think that's kind of the conundrum that the Twins have worked their way into. Yep. All right, 651-461-9226. All right, I, I see Mike in Golden Valley wants to win. Let me take a quick pause. We'll get to you straight out of the break uh, talking Twins baseball here on The Lake Show. All right, we've been talking Twins baseball for the entire first hour. Top of the next hour, we'll talk to Jesse Pierce. Bar Down Beauty's podcast. She covers the Minnesota Wild in the National Hockey League. We'll get to text messages from the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line here in a second. But let's get to one more phone call before the end of the hour from Mike in Golden Valley. He wants to weigh in on the, uh, the Twins conversation. Hey, gentlemen. Great topic. Great show. Appreciate uh, it. You know, the Twins have to figure out what is their identity in 2023. Are they going to try to go back to the 2019 Twins, which were all home run, no plate setters, no real leadoff man, and ultimately that plan did not work, particularly in the playoffs with uh, pitching that was not deep. Alternatively, last year, it was partly the year, partly the way the baseball perhaps was wound, we went into a no-home-run, low-power team with some place uh, plate setters, but really, really poor, inconsistent offense. Point being this. You trade uh, a rise, you trade your preeminent plate setter, and that's just a, a critical mistake. Yes, he is not a prototypical first baseman. He's probably more like Joe Maurer than he is a typical first baseman, but 
He does have a decent on-base percentage, and he will make our two, three, four, five guys much more um, effective. Where Correa could come into play is with his leadership and his ability to provide lineup support, lineup depth is what we need. And that's where guys like Kirilov and, and Polanco and Miranda with his development, and I think uh, what Boras was saying, uh, yes, there is young talent there. So I would not be so quick to give up on Mr. Arise. There are plenty of positions available, and that might include trading Kepler. I hate to say it. Great defense, but not. I'm not sure you can. I'm not sure you can. I don't know what the trade value is for Kepler right now. I I know, and and it's really too bad because he's a premium defender. Uh, You might be deciding that we need to just make room, and it's almost like a salary dump move. Um, And I hate to consider him such because I think he's a good guy, too. But I think that, you know, if you sign Perea, what you're saying is we don't know what Royce Lewis's range is going to be coming back off those ACL surgeries. Maybe he's not a shortstop. Maybe you go with a Correa for the next four or five years and you bring uh, Mr. Lee, young Mr. Lee, along, and he's the successor at shortstop. Well, let me ask you this question real quick, Mike, because you brought up a good point at the beginning of your phone call about identity and what the Twins are. Let me ask you this. In your opinion, in your eyes as a Twins fan, what is the identity of Twins baseball? Um, it has been traditionally and more recently too much of hodgepodge mediocrity, particularly in pitching, and a reliance upon exceeding expectations with their pitching staff and then relying upon the offense to bail them out. But that never, ever works unless, in a playoff situation unless your offense is just so overwhelming, which... Yeah. Our twins has not been. All right. So yep. you're. Yep. I was just going to say that you know the starting staff. There's potential there. Yep. But you're not going to get a premium starter for Luis Arise. You're no. just not. No. You're kidding yourself if you think you are. Yep. Hey, hey thanks for the phone call from Mike and Golden Valley. He made a lot of fine points. And the final point I think is a really good one because I don't think that you're getting a top tier pitcher for Luis Arise. No, it, it, it's not going to be one for one. But the reality is, is though is that I think he does bring up a very good question. What is the identity of Twins baseball? I don't know what it is. I don't. In 2019 and 20, it was home runs. Mm-hmm. It's not that anymore. No, I, I, I think, to me, I look at how Cleveland caught fire in the second half of the season and caught the Twins. Number one, the Twins went through some major swoons. They had some injuries. But Cleveland was, you know, because he was talking about play setters. Really, there was only one, you could say, maybe home run hitter in that Cleveland lineup. That's Jose Ramirez. Outside of that, they had a lot of guys, a lot of on-base guys. Singles, doubles, they were running. They were playing that quote-unquote small ball, right? They were playing a lot of hit and run, get get the defenses moving. It's not a bloop and a blast anymore. So... If you feel like that's the offense that you want to run with, then I think you absolutely, you know, you you keep an eye on on Luis Arise. We do have some uh, some text messages yep. here, Henry, on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Uh, somebody, no, do not trade Luis Arise. It's one of the reasons we go to games. 
Um, so valuable. He brings excitement. Uh, here's another one. Arise, and, and this is in, you know, this is the conundrum right here. Arise will never have more trade value than right now. I don't want to see him go, but if he could land the Twins a significant pitching upgrade, they have to listen. See, I don't know that. What is what does that mean though? What is significant pitching upgrade? Like, does that mean a top tier? I don't think that you're getting that. I agree with the caller. I don't. I just. I think that people will look at us and call our bluff and be like, "You're not getting a top arm for Luis Arise." Well, I, I, again, Luis Arise in and of himself will not get you somebody. So you may have to package, package him it. with a couple of other prospects, but it's just a matter of how far down do you want to go with those prospects? I've or to saw, spend I, some money. Yeah, I, I've seen our friend, <laughs> uh, yeah, Brandon Warren, who uh, you know, friend of the program as well, has talked about you know Zach Gallon from Arizona, and I, I love Zach Gallon. I mean, I think he's absolutely a, a stud in a bad situation right now in Arizona. Last year, went twelve and four. With an ERA 2.54, started 31 games. Um, he had just short of 200 strikeouts. In he had more than a, a, a strikeout in innings. So that might be one of the guys. But again, if you've got the money, why not try and go after a guy like Carlos Rodon without having to give up those prospects? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a fine line. But we do know that this Twins front office. You know, uh, Falvin Levine, they've not been afraid to go out and make moves. Like, they're not standing pat. But for the love of God, do not bring back Emilio Pagan. Like, no, I don't care if it's just a tender. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Emilio Pagan is going to be back. No. No. God, no. He's back. I mean, you no. got, you got to deal with it, man. He's No. Back. I mean, he's, he's, he's. <sighs> Hopefully in the in the offseason he his you know he figures out what the hell's been going on. But P- at the end of the day, he's gonna be back. Pagan needs to be Pagan. Hey, I'll tell you what we got coming up next. Jesse Pierce. Love her. It's my hockey mistress. Because you know I love me some Linda Cohn. Jesse Pierce, bar down beauties podcast, NHL.com. She joins us to talk Minnesota Wild Hockey next on the Lake Show. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.